This episode of The Patch is sponsored by Hulu Plus. Hulu Plus lets you binge on thousands of hit shows anytime, anywhere on your TV, PC, smartphone, or tablet. Support this podcast and get an extended free trial of Hulu Plus when you go to HuluPlus.com slash patch. That's HuluPlus.com slash patch. Hey, hey it's the patch. It's the patch. Look what I'm doing. Yeah, I can't reach it from here. I'm, I'm too far oh, away now. Gus uh, is taking charge. I was just staring at it so I wouldn't forget the whole time. <laughs> Focus. So we got the patch this week with Gus, Ryan, Ashley, and Gus. Again. And Topo Chico. And probably lots of talk of Titanfall. Yeah. Amongst many other topics. Uh, though I didn't get to play as much as I would have liked to last night. Bit you want to jump right to a topic? Sure, let's do it. Uh, you went fine. Everything here at the office, we played a good bit and a uh, fun game, but then got home and ran into Microsoft's, uh, as I like to think of it, the first real stress test of their new Microsoft Live platform, and it failed. Well, what I read was, and I'm looking at the notes here that mm-hmm. they released, is that it's unrelated to the launch of Titanfall. Well, what they said is it's related specifically to sign-in. Like, those right. who are on, it was working fine for anyone who was already logged on. So as long as you just, like, don't log So on. never turn your Xbox off ever again. Just well, leave it logged yeah. down. Luckily, when it happened, I was already logged in. So I, <laughs> it, it was not a, an issue for me. Just some of the, the, the stuff on the side wouldn't load. But Well, I mean, I, I really suspect that that's probably the most people they've had to date trying to get on at the same time. Because, you know, they're still selling consoles. Mm-hmm. So their volume is increasing. And then they dropped one of their biggest titles. So I suspect that they just but hit the you, wall there. you would think that it's still a subset of the greater number of consoles. Like, the number of people concurrently trying to play Titanfall is probably less than the number of people who concurrently tried to play Halo 3 when it came out on the 360. Yeah, but three, th- Halo 3 was on a platform that was much more developed at that point. Right, but they you, really you redid the Xbox Live infrastructure is a separate... Entity like is it a separate cloud for the Xbox One and for the 360? Yeah, I'm willing to bet it is. That's why you can be concurrently logged in with 360 and One. Okay. I bet that's a totally different platform that it's talking to. Fair play. So uh, yeah, I think they just hadn't been hit by that much, and all of a sudden, Titanfall. <laughs> I love how quick they were too to jump out and say it's, it's not, not Titanfall. Titanfall's fault. Was, <laughs> Titanfall's fine. In fact, they, that was in Major Nelson's statement. He's like, <laughs> Xbox Live is having issues. We're working on it. It's not Titanfall. <laughs> <laughs> Which is, that's impressive because that's the first time that I think in recent memory that they've had a big game launch like that where multiplayer worked mm-hmm. day one. It had to work. I it mean, is. there was no that's true. No way to not have multiplayer <laughs> work in that game. In fact, they uh, Respawn canceled the localization of Titanfall for the South African market because they said that the internet in South Africa was not up to par to what it needed to be. I guess wow. some people were able to play in the beta in South Africa and they were getting like 200 millisecond ping times and they said it was all right. But uh, I guess they were just overall unhappy with the infrastructure there. So Titanfall is not being released in South Africa. Yeah, it's Ooh. crazy. They they just EA went through. They didn't announce this ahead of time. First of all, EA just canceled all the pre-orders, and then later that day they were like, "Yeah, sorry, not good enough. So we're just not releasing it." It's like first world video game problems. Your internet's not up to snuff. Come on, step up your game, guys. All right, you got. I'm sorry, you have three digit ping. <laughs> we're gonna have to cut you. We just don't feel like you would experience our game in the way that we would want you to. Oh, you, so you that that is absolutely what they said, too. <laughs> I believe it. You, you don't want to be playing a game against those people anyway. Those people, the motherfuckers who are warping around, you're like, where am I shooting? Hey, it's us at the office. It is true. On the, bright <laughs> side, on the bright side, it's not like they're going to be shooting anyone else. That's true. That's true. But it's frustrating. Although it is interesting that people who have like reliably poor connections and really high paying, they just get used to leading everything extra. They could be surprisingly good. Do you think it fucks them up when they actually get good internet and yeah. that, that that lead is built in? Wait, them? so you shoot where they are? Shoot. <laughs> huh. That's weird. We don't do that here. But uh, I mean, aside from that, Titanfall really fun game. I've really enjoyed it so far. I yeah, don't know I, how much you guys have played? I've it, been trying to limit my experience. I played a little bit, but I've told myself I'm gonna finish Stick of Truth. <laughs> and I'm going to finish Walking Dead Episode 2 before I start playing Titanfall. And I think I'm on the last level of Stick of Truth. Then mm. I just got to get I through Walking Dead. And managed to push through that right at the end of the weekend so that I could be ready for Titanfall. Though I haven't thousand-pointed it yet. Is, is Stick of Truth worth playing if, like, I haven't watched South Park since, like, the fifth or sixth season. But I'm, re- I'm really desperate for an RPG. <laughs> like, you know, like a new RPG on Xbox One or PS4. I don't really care which. And I'm terrified of Dark Souls, which we can talk about later. But. Uh, yeah, Stick of Truth is fine. I mean, it's RPG light, light, very light, light you know. Yeah. Okay, so it's not, a not little, really. Honestly, it's a South Park game. Yeah, yeah as a not South Park episode, as a 
or a person that's a big fan of South Park and knowing all the ins and outs and all the little details that you'll pick up on the jokes, it's a lot of fun. As a purely RPG experience, it's pretty lackluster. Yeah, it's super, su- super superficial. Yeah. There, there's not much depth to it. You know, there's no like real skill trees. I guess there's different classes you can play. There are skill and, trees based on the well, not tree, but there are skills that unlock based, based around a, the, abilities. Yeah, yeah. So there way. is some progression, but it's not like super detailed or anything. Okay. Yeah, it's a, it's. Mm, I mean, there's item management, but it's not really well done or really depth deep. So yeah, I w- if you were just looking for an RPG, I would. I would not do it. But it is a really fun game. So were you really clearing your schedules? Like you're like, I have to finish this. I had to because, finish like, Plants vs. Zombies a, first. I have yeah. a hard stop. You know, I've, got a, I've, I've penciled in Titanfall. That's my next appointment, and I'm not going to be late. Yeah, so I'm, I'm trying to clear that stuff out, and I feel like I'm doing Garden Warfare a disservice. And I've it, been really enjoying that game. It's a great game. It's going to fall on the back burner for a little bit while I've got to clear out these other things. I'm really happy, too, that we can actually talk about new titles again. Like, yeah. we had that long dearth there. But, yeah, no, Plants vs. Zombies is a really fun game if you like sort of that Battlefield 4 or Battlefield kind of play style. It's really that with Plants and Zombies. Um, I'm a big fan of the Chomper. Chomper? The really? Ch- the Chomper and the Scientist, I think, are my two favorites on the respective sides. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Chomper, I don't know what it is. Just I love going underground and doing that sneaking thing where you uh-huh. pull up on people and eat them. Yeah. You're, you like to lurk? Yeah. Just, like, wait <laughs> and patiently like an alligator. And then strike when the moment's opportune. Uh huh. Well, when you get into Titanfall, it is a lot of fun. Uh, the different game types that they've added, uh, all of them, I've played one of every type of game. They're all really fun. CTF is kind of a weird mix for it, but it works just fine. Is, uh, is, it, is it actually a flag? Or there's actually they... two flags. Okay. Yeah. I always like it when they go traditional and CTF is actually an F instead of like anything <laughs> Like else. an actual <laughs> physical flag yes, that you're make carrying it a flag. around. Yeah. It's important. What's so important about the flags? Like, that's the thing. Is like, you know what? It's tradition. It is. It's just one of those things that you know. It's like the Wilhelm scream in movies. You know, you see it and you just go, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's that's it's it's a fun game. Looking forward to it. So some of the other things are, there, there were a few other things I want to talk about about Titanfall. So apparently, you know, on the Xbox One, it's a 17 gigabyte download. On the PC, it's a 48 gigabyte download. And they said the discrepancy was that the PC version uses uncompressed audio because the minimum specs for the PC side were dual-core machines. And they said if a dual-core machine had to uncompress all that audio on the fly, that that would take up too much CPU usage. Yeah, they said that would take up almost an entire core on its own. So they decided to just do uncompressed audio for PC, figure, fuck it, everyone's got a lot of hard drive space. Mm-hmm. And they'd rather have, they'd rather do it that way than... Then I guess make the download well, itself smaller. No, well, they'd rather do it that way than I guess just raise their minimum spec, which is weird that they would cut an entire country out of sales, but then like, sure, yeah, 43 gig download, that everybody will do that. Well, you can also buy retail, right? I guess. Did yeah. they have a physical copy? I don't know. That's a really excellent question. I know they've got it for the Xbox, but I don't know if they have a physical, Hold physical on, gonna, copy of PC stuff. I'll try and find it on Amazon because I just go, oh, yeah. it's on Origin. It's so much harder to get PC physical copies these days. What it's is this working. world we live in? I know. That's the origin of PC or of gaming in in many ways is physical copies that you can go to it's a store and buy. The origin, Ugh, just man. <laughs> um, so I'm, I'm curious to see what Ashley <laughs> finds it looks here. Like, yeah, you can. So well, Amazon at least is giving me two options, which I appreciate. Thank you very much, Amazon. And that's the Titanfall. You can get the you can buy a code to download it, mm-hmm. or it looks like you can actually get a box. Okay. Well, the funny thing though is a lot of times box copies these days even have a digital download component. Mm. I'm trying to remember, I think I. Uh, I, I'm, I've lost it, but I bought something recently that I got the the disc, and it still had to download and install things. Hmm. Um, but uh, you know, that's a lot of download. I think that's kind of unreasonable. I think they probably should just raise their minimum spec a little bit. Yeah, but then they can sell more copies with a lower minimum spec. Can you? I think there's if you take it up to a 43 gig download, how many people is that going to put off? Because they just think oh, there's no way I can get that. I mean, I guess unless they go find a physical copy. Well, there are a lot of regions that have download caps on. On the internet, yeah. they'll say, like, you pay, you've bought 250 gigabytes this month. Downloading Titanfall is going to take up 20% of all the internet you get to use this month. So, the dirty secret about my fiber connection at home is that I have a cap. <gasps> really? Gus. Yeah. I have dun, one, dun, dun. one terabyte of data a month. Oh. One terabyte. Well. How will you get by? <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm saying that it's already being implemented. In the past, with my, you know, with my previous provider, with my cable modem, I would do three to 400 gigs a month. So I think I'm okay, but we'll see. We'll see once I get my first month of usage under my belt. You know, I remember hearing there was a dirty secret about. I think it was Comcast, maybe, and this was years ago. So I'm sure it's changed by now. Where they had a hidden cap 
And I think at the time it was something like 250 gigabytes because you like it was actually hard to exceed that because Netflix mm -hmm. wasn't even – like Netflix streaming wasn't even a thing yet. But uh, if you went over 250 gigabytes like multiple times, they would drop you as a customer because they didn't want you. Your $50 a month was not worth it because you were costing them too much. I believe it. Which is – that's the other thing that's kind of surprising to me about Titanfall is that that's got to cost a lot, right, to serve up that data at that size. Yeah. Compared to the 17 gig download. Absolutely. All right. Well, what I don't understand is why couldn't they have it like compressed and then decompress on installation? So you still take up 50 gigabytes of hard drive space, but it, you know, doesn't. That's a good question. That's excellent. Download. That is an excellent question. Why didn't I even think of that? <laughs> I don't know. I'm sure the internet will have all kinds of corrections for us. I'm going to nah, check Twitter. No, so you Twitter. can't ever compress audio because it just never springs back to the right shape. Like you just lose some <laughs> fidelity and enough. some bits. <laughs> There's some hertz loss. Some hertz loss. <laughs> um, well, the, uh, you know the other thing though, Titanfall. You're talking about technical things is the release resolution on Xbox. That's the One. next that thing on my to? list. You see it right here. Yeah, right, right under 40 gigabyte install, 792p resolution. Yep. Uh, so yeah, I guess uh, on the Xbox One, Titanfall shipped displaying a 792p resolution, which apparently is the same resolution that the beta ran at. Okay. Uh, they say they said that they're confident that they're gonna. Let me, let me look up the exact quote. I don't know if they said confident. All right. So I want to. I want to make sure I'm not. They're reasonable. They have a reasonable word, expectation. I think the word is likely. <laughs> we think we might. Someday. Yeah. This, that's the 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 quoted word is likely. <laughs> yeah. That, that's, that's that is it. likely this. to increase resolution after we ship. Uh, having played it now for a while, I don't know that it's going to happen. Well, There's here's some, the other. Does it matter? Uh, it looks pretty good, as is, uh, but there is already some frame rate issues that mm -hmm. I'm running into and a lot of screen tearing, which is weird because uh, it's something I'm used to seeing on a PC, but it's it's odd running into it on a console but for the first time. I would say theoretically they could patch it. I mean, AC4 did the same thing as well. When it first launched, it launched at a lower resolution, and then they patch it and fix some of those you know, frame rate issues and then did have it do scale up to a higher resolution. Yeah, if they can improve the performance, then sure. Uh, I... I don't know how much more room they've got to do that with, though. We'll see. Well, uh, it seems like it. something would have to give to be able to increase it, and I don't know if it's worth it, mm -hmm. ultimately. I mean, 792 upscales ah. and looks pretty much okay. Here we go. Okay. Thank you, Twitter. You were awesome talking to you. <laughs> uh, they said that the Titanfall PC download is 20 gigabytes, and it unpacks to 50. Ah. Oh. Well, there you go. So it turns, well, out, it turns out their engineers are almost as brilliant <laughs> as we are. Yeah, so they said that their target is either 1080p, non-anti-aliased, or 900p with FXAA. How do you say that? Is FXAA okay? Full, Full screen, screen anti-aliasing, anti yes. I thought that's what it was. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, and I didn't actually know that they had that in the Xbox One. I guess that shouldn't be surprising. Mm -hmm. But um, either way, it looks fine. Uh, it's, I think really if they would increase the frame rate so that I'm seeing less tearing – and just leave the resolution alone, I'd be just as happy. Mm -hmm. The last thing I wanted to talk about when it comes to Titanfall is uh, the fact that Titanfall is launched on the Xbox One. It's launching in less than two weeks of the 360. Have you all seen any screenshots from the 360 version? No one's shown screenshots. No one's shown video. It wasn't in the, it wasn't in the beta. There has been literally nothing seen of the 360 version, but they're saying... No, no, it'll be great. Yeah, I, I, I think that's what the, the headline I read on Polygon was, that Microsoft promises a great experience. I can't wait for it to for be Titan all cel-shaded and, like, stick figures. <laughs> I'm sure it's going to look fine. I mean, there's... there's, But, I mean, I'm just I'm just curious to know what it's going to look like. Um, Honestly, I'm, I wouldn't be surprised. I'm sure it's going to be just fine. Not, like, not amazing. And it's not going to look like the trailers, and a lot of people are going to be very disappointed because it's not the Xbox One version. It's going to look fine, you know, for, for 360. It's probably going to play cool and everything. But Microsoft really, really would prefer you just buy an Xbox One. And hey, look, you get Titanfall for free. You think that's, uh, that's like the big thing? It's like a marketing thing just to stress Titanfall on the Xbox One? Absolutely. Wait, Absolutely. Titanfall I mean, for free? Does that come with consoles now? Yeah, Titanfall is now being bundled in with consoles. Wow. Really? Yeah, with that. the Xbox One. Nice. We, we went to a, a Titanfall launch event the other day. And I had not seen one of their limited edition controllers in person until then. It's oh, pretty, they're cool, it's dude. pretty nice. We saw one at, um, we went to Best Buy and we saw it and we were like, yeah, we're going to get this. <laughs> <laughs> Do we need this? Nope. Plenty of controllers. Getting it anyway. Is that, yeah. is that the only non-black controller you can currently buy? Yeah. I think so. I think yeah, so. I don't, I don't I mean, know any I, other ones. 
I think, you know, there's the black one. There's the black one that says day one on it. Oh, I have that one. And then <laughs> there's the Titanfall one. Nice. Much, uh, much, much prettier, much more fancy. They did a good job of actually making it almost look angular, even though it's on a curved surface. Mm-hmm. I dig it. It's pretty nice. Nice. Um, yeah, that was, that, was a, that was a cool event to go to uh, the other day. For it looked the like a lot of fun. It looked loud. It was pretty loud. It was, it was difficult. You know, we had the live stream there with a the guy who was trying to break a million gamer score, and it was all like basically one big room. So it's like there's a concert with Childish Gambino going on there, and you're trying to talk to a guy you know, about Gamerscore at the same time. It was, uh, it was, it was hard to hear him sometimes. Well, um, Barbara and uh, Naomi Kyle and I all did the robot in the background of your stream, so <laughs> you're welcome. Nice. I'm sure it was a hit. I'm, I'm sure there's lots of gifts of it now. And if it, and if it wasn't, it was really fun. <laughs> that was a great stream, though. You guys did an amazing job. Thanks. It's, uh, it's, it's, I mean, it, it's, it's something that's easy to talk about, you know, talk about video games and talk about achievements. It's, if it's something you're interested in, talk about it forever. You'd almost think that you had, like, I don't know, experience hosting, you know, impromptu conversations about video games a on a regular basis. For that, yeah. yeah. Somewhere where you it's might weird. converse. Converse. That's <laughs> like the shoe. Um, so one of the other things I want to talk about is that um, Wildstar finally has a, a, a launch date announced, which is June 3rd. They, uh, they announced that at a trailer. They also announced their pre-order bonuses. They also um, dropped the NDA. Oh, really? Mm. Nice. So now people are actually able to talk about it. I was uh, actually scouring Reddit earlier today because... I'm not allowed to play Wildstar because I, I don't get to play MMOs. That's one of my rules mm-hmm. now that I know myself better. But it looks really cool. I really like the graphical style of it. Um, so I like, I like to read everything I can get my hands on. And unfortunately, a lot of the reports coming out of the beta are that it's actually not amazing. Oh, really? Um, you know, and I'm not sure if this is people who play a lot of MMOs and are spoiled by the, the individual things that people get right. But they're saying that the classes aren't really a lot of fun to play. Mm-hmm. Um, the missions aren't great. Like, it's just, it's just, there's, it's lacking something, but I don't know what that something is. You know, I didn't realize the NDA was down or else I would have asked Adam Bear to make a, make a cameo today. He's a big MMO player and I know he's been playing it for a while. Oh, great. So I'd be curious to get his feedback. Maybe I'll, I'll see if we can get him on for next week's patch and get his, his thoughts on, Sweet. on uh, Wildstar. That game, I, uh, I, we saw the unveiling of it a couple of years ago at PAX Prime. That was the presentation we went to where Jack was so tired he fell asleep in the front row of the presentation. <laughs> and I kept trying to kick him. We I've just, heard stories of this, yes. Yeah, we were just in a tiny hot room after being at PAX for several days. You know, he was like five feet away from the guy, right? Yeah, and he's like, they're, they're announcing the game, showing it for the first time. And Jack was just passed out. So, <laughs> Did so he snore really loudly? No, thank God. Was there, there was drool no running down his face? I don't remember. There may have been drool. <laughs> Well, we're telling the story now, and he's not here to defend himself. So, yes, he was had a giant puddle of drool on his shoulder. Yeah, it was gross. And crusted. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so, of course, you can't talk about MMOs without talking about what Blizzard's doing right now. Hearthstone is finally out. You can download Their it. Their non-MMO it. news. Right. Well, they also, I also have their MMO news right under it. Fair enough. <laughs> Fair play. Uh, Give me so some time. Hearth, right. Hearthstone is out on the PC and Mac. One of the things I've always liked about Blizzard is when they launch a game, there's both PC and Mac support from day one. I uh, know that doesn't matter to you, Ryan. But Don't care at all. I, I truly faces. appreciate it. <laughs> um, I played the shit out of that in in beta, so I'm excited to, to to try to get back into it. I was it's one of the games I was disappointed by when there was a wipe. Like I had built such awesome decks, and then you wipe for another round of beta, and you're like, oh, now you get to build cards. it all again. I know you get the magic of building a deck, but now it's permanent. The game's out, so don't have to worry about that anymore. I also uh, like that they took the opportunity moving from beta to release. They didn't just go. All right, we are now released. They actually made some changes and mm-hmm. added some features and stuff too, like the Golden Heroes. Mm-hmm. Um, it's pretty cool, although that sounds like it's going to be really hard to get because um, you have to win 500 ranked matches with a hero, like with a hero card, and then it becomes a Golden Hero card and gets a new ability, something like that. That's cool. Um, they rebalanced two cards, and they added for uh, the ranked players, like if you participate in a season, you get like this cool, like a limited season card back. So you can show off, you're like, yeah, I was playing in ranked season two. Nice. I think one of the other things they said was if you play online and you win three matches, you get like a custom mount in World of Warcraft. Really? So they're tying it wow, back into the MMO. Wow, there's some cross-sell. I like yeah. it. So it's like really, really pushing all those products. Go figure. Blizzard, they kind of know what they're doing in they that like space. To integrate across platforms, yeah. yeah. Um, the other thing really I was going to cool. mention in... MMO news for Blizzard. All right. Uh, I guess the speculation is that their new expansion, Worlds of Draenor, will be released on or before December 20th because they had, you know, that page where, or they had that promotion where you could buy a higher level character. Right. And as part of it, it says on there, 
that includes a full expansion, a level 90 character boost, in-game items for World of Warcraft, StarCraft II, Diablo III, Warlords of Draenor is expected to release on or before December 20th, 2014. So they said they were going to release it in the fall of this year. December 20th, 2014 is the last day of fall. <laughs> so they are, wait, 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 wait. Fall goes to December, December 20th? December 21st is the first day of, uh, of winter. And then March 21st. Is there it, someone it, we can talk to about that? Because that seems, that seems incorrectly done. It's all the I months would, that are divisible by uh, three. Because it's March, June, September, December. Because you divide the year into four. That's weird. Yeah. You seem flabbergasted. I am a little bit flabbergasted. This seems very poorly organized. Well, you know, global warming has really shifted where the months happen. So. That's true. We're still <laughs> in winter. I guess technically we are still in winter for nine more days anyway. Oh, uh, yeah. Cool. It does not feel like it. Uh, I don't know. It's been crazy here. Well, give it another day or two, and then it'll go back down to 12. <laughs> um, so one of the other things I want to talk about. Well, actually, let me, let me go back. I want to read this thing before I move on. Okay. I, I wanted to talk about uh, some rumors that I read here. But first, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read this thing. Uh, I'll remind everyone that this episode of The Patch is brought to you by Hulu Plus. You've probably tried Hulu.com. Hulu Plus is so much more. With Hulu Plus, you can watch your favorite shows anytime, anywhere. Hulu Plus lets you watch thousands of hit TV shows and movies in the living room or on the go with your smartphone or tablet. With Hulu Plus, you can watch your favorite TV shows like SNL, Jimmy Kimmel Live, Shark Tank, and Scandal. Watch every episode of shows like Lost, Law & Order, SVU, Doctor Who, and Community. You can also check out exclusive content including Hulu originals like The Wrong Man's and Behind the Mask. Hulu's new docu-series that takes you inside the world of sports mascots. You'll also get collection, access to a collection of ad-free movies and kids' content. For only $7.99 a month, catch up... Let me say that again. For only $7.99 a month, catch up on current shows, binge on old favorites, or catch a great movie. Stream as many TV shows and movies as you want, wherever you want. Right now, you can try Hulu Plus free for two weeks when you go to HuluPlus.com slash patch. It's a special offer for our listeners. Make sure you use HuluPlus.com slash patch. Get the extended free trial, and they know we sent you... Again, that is HuluPlus.com slash patch. Much thanks to Hulu Plus and their fine service. Available on just about every device you can think of. Um, it's available so on my toaster. So, right here. Uh, apparently, this is the rumor I was talking about. Watch, the Watch Dogs closed beta was on the Xbox One store briefly. Oh, yeah. There's a, I guess someone took a picture of it where you could have downloaded it. Uh, it's like a 23 gigabyte download. It's amazing how quickly today, this is sort of unrelated but sort of not, how things will go from someone will see it, it'll be, they'll take a picture with their phone, it'll be all over the place so quickly. It just, that turnaround time has become almost instantaneous. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's really hard to get away with hiding something. I'm anymore. sure it was once something that was supposed to be flagged as like unlisted or yep. private and you're supposed to have a link to be able to get it and... Someone it's, didn't make it private. It's like well, it's not that it wasn't even private. It's that they found it through Upload Studio, through a way that, like, probably up till now, none of the Microsoft testers have thought to, like, protect against listing. I didn't know that's how they found it. They were looking for like game clips or something, um, and like they they went to like sorting game clip game clips by title, and saw that and went, huh, and then it linked off to a marketplace entry for it. So it's not listed in the marketplace. You couldn't go to the marketplace and find it, but they sort of Did snuck in sideways. Uh, yeah. Was there any interesting information listed on the? It um, says that it says that the download gigabytes? was yeah the download was unavailable in ah. this uh, picture that they took. But yeah, twenty three gigabytes. It says players one or two to four Xbox Live Gold. So there's a file somewhere. There is. They have a file size. There must be a file. Mm-hmm. So well, my my personal theory on it is that that's how they were distributing to their actual testing program. Like mm -hmm. if they have testers who were not in house, they had to have a way to get it to them, and maybe they thought that that was the way, and maybe now they don't think that that's the way. But I wonder if it's like signed code because well, I guess now you can make the Xbox One a dev kit, right? Mm -hmm. So you don't need special dev kits because previously with the 360, the 360 could not run unsigned code, so you needed a special XDK to be able to run that stuff. And there's plenty of instructions out there if you would like to figure out how to turn your Xbox <laughs> into a dev kit. Uh, although you don't want to do that right now because no, my understanding ever. is if you don't have like the right code for it that you get from Microsoft as part of their um, indie dev program, you can break your console. I've also oh. seen instructions yeah, no, no, that are intentionally wrong. It. They're almost oh. all designed to crash your Xbox, I think. Yeah, it's like if you follow the instructions and the walkthroughs you see online, <laughs> you break your console. So oh, Internet, you can be so malicious. Don't do that. You're not going to remind me. You yeah. scamps, Internet. So this isn't on my list of things to talk about, but um, this kind of popped up, I guess, right before we were going to start the patch. I guess the BAFTA Awards are, uh, are going on right now. Yeah. So I'm, like, refreshing here, trying to keep track of, uh, of what's winning. I just want to point out that uh, – where is it? Papers, Please did win a BAFTA 
for really? best strategy and simulation game. So that was one of my favorite games from last year. I know we talked about it at length. I'm pretty sure it's got the uh, passport simulation niche kind of just batting down. It. And no surprise, Last of Us does appear to have won best game, action adventure, story, audio achievement, uh, performer. <laughs> Uh, for a performer uh, award went to the actress who played Ellie. And that's all it appears to have won. So how long before it just gets an award for best award winner? Best award winner. Most awards. Best at, best at winning awards. Let's see. I I had some news about The Last of Us in here. Where was it? I, I'm, I'm trying to find the article, but I read that um, there was movement. Here it is. The process of making The Last of Us movie is moving forward. Right. Um, so and I, Naughty Dog came out and, and defended the the two guys from uh, from Last of Us, say that they didn't push out that that lady that was doing Uncharted. I'm going to read that quote in just okay. a second. I want to talk about the movie first. So I guess um, the Last of Us is uh, I guess it's moving forward. They said that the the creative director on the Last of Us is going to join the Naughty Dog co presidents as well as the game director in designing the the film's overall creative vision. Uh, it doesn't seem like they have a director attached to it yet. But uh, that that is proceeding. But like you said, not I hear you bowls available. I'm sure he is. <laughs> Uve. Um, Uve, sorry. Uve. You, you, cu- Kua? I, I don't know. I like, never mind. You bowl? But like you said, uh, the Naughty Dog presidents did defend their employees after um, the controversy for Amy Henning leaving. Yeah. They said that normally they don't con- comment on rumors, but in this case that they felt like their employees were being cast in negative light, so they wanted to come out. And try to clarify that no one forced anybody out. So basically, they don't speak about rumors unless the rumors say bad things about their directors who then throw a hissy fit. This is normally, here's the quote. I'll read it for you. <clears throat> Bruce St- Straley and Neil Druckmann were not involved in what transpired. Not is capitalized. Uh, <clears throat> normally, we wouldn't respond to rumors or speculation on matters that are internal to Naughty Dog. But because the personal reputation of two of our employees is being damaged, we need to set the record straight. I guess that's fair. I mean, in the world of social media, when you can really get hamstrung very quickly by bad word of mouth, uh, it's nice that they came out to their defense. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's interesting how little, how much and how little they said with that statement. I gave absolutely no details about the situation whatsoever other than saying, but these two guys had nothing to do with it. And that's all they said, which, I mean, for a company, I guess that's fine. I mean. I, I don't blame them for not releasing more details. Yeah, they're not under no obligation to. Yeah, and it's it, they might not be able to if it's like a personnel issue. That's true. There, there might be like privacy concerns involved with that kind of thing. So, I mean, I'm sure at some point Ward will get out on whatever happened, if anything did happen. I mean, who knows? Maybe it's speculation. Yeah. No. Uh, Twitter would also like to note that Papers Please is on sale on Steam today. Is it? Yes, perhaps in celebration of their new BAFTA. You should absolutely buy that game if you <laughs> like checking passports. Also, I think there's a big, <clears throat> excuse me, a big uh, PSN sale going on right now too. If anybody's interested in that, nice. Uh, a lot of like Bioshock, uh, a lot of the big series, Call of Duty, are like fifty percent off right now. Just a little FYI, if anybody's out there on PSN, check it out. Um, so over the weekend, was it this past weekend? It was this past weekend. So <laughs> I've been running ragged with South by Southwest stuff. Uh, it's just been crazy. But uh, I had a, a chance to sit in on a little bit of the Tales from the Borderlands panel that happened at uh, at the South oh, really? Southwest Games uh, over the weekend. And they revealed a little bit about it and talked about uh, the game. Yeah, and for those who um, who didn't uh, who weren't as fortunate to sit on the panel, they actually published the whole panel on YouTube. So yeah, we we'll can, put it we'll put it in the patch notes so yeah. that people can, can you check can get it the out. virtual experience. Yeah. Uh, so it's like I, I was in a hurry. I had to go. To our booth in a little bit, so I was like, I only could, I could only stay in for like fifteen minutes. So I just stood off to the side, watch, and then like when I was done, like when I was out of time, just ran to the booth uh, to go work there. So what'd but you learn? They said that um, you know the series is going to focus around two main characters, but you're playing stories that happened to them in the past. So they said it's like the movie Big Fish, where it's like you're not playing what actually happened, but how they remember things happening. So maybe a little exaggerated, or how they're relating them. Right. It's all about you know like the perspective, you know. Um, and said that they're not – it's not the perspective of vault hunters. It's uh, – Schmoes. Yeah, schmoes. They said they thought it was interesting when you're playing <laughs> a character who cannot wield every gun and do everything. Ah, uh, regular average person? Yeah. yeah you're, you're basically playing like what would be an NPC in a Borderlands game. Yeah. I think they called them scoundrels if I recall. Well, I, they, I they both seem like scoundrels. Um, yeah, and that uh, th- this this series will have uh, a touch more humor than The Wolf Among Us and The Walking Dead. Oh, they're going to lighten it up I a little? I hope so. Yeah, they said it's not going to be quite as dark as uh, their other <laughs> series. 
So you don't have to choose between like saving your family members or uh, you know not eating for a day. Yeah. You might you might be able to you might have to encounter that situation. <laughs> They're not making any promises. They're going to try to make it a little more lighthearted. Yeah, All I guess right. the way they described it is instead of with something like The Walking Dead, where you're trying to choose the least damaging of several options, this is like which you're choosing the best of a couple of really awesome options. Oh yeah, I could see that. That could be fun. Yeah, and yeah, a little bit less of a downer. <laughs> Those games are so good, but they're so hard to play. I mean, if you had any emotional levels that isn't like up there, you get into that, it's just like, ah. Uh. Yeah, like uh, when I, I I knew when I had to redo the Walking Dead episode one, there was one thing in particular I was dreading, and I was like, oh, I'm gonna have to live through that again. <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> yep, yep, that's miserable, just like I remember. It's weird because in this, I was thinking about this the other day because there was a game that did some biofeedback where it was it got more challenging. Based on what it detected about your heart rate and things like that. Uh, and I, I sat there thinking, well, you know, I play a lot of games. And at this point, I get really into it. And sometimes if I'm playing like an FPS, I might get kind of excited as I'm playing. But I'm usually not actively nervous or scared. Uh, maybe not that you know of. Maybe your heart is beating faster. Maybe it is. Maybe it's something that would be interesting to, to note, like, what was happening that I'm not aware of. But and then there's games like this where it's like, oh, that's really got a very palpable effect on me as I'm playing it. Where it's, that hurts. I, it, it could pop up a meter on screen that's like, rate your sadness yeah. on a scale of <laughs> 1 to 10. How good's your day going? Uh. There is a limit to how much I want games to know about me. <laughs> and like, I don't know, being able to like read the fact that my face just got flushed. I don't know. That might be a, that might be a step too far for me. Hmm. Just well, it's a little bit of an overshare with I'm your video not, yeah, game. I'm just not sure that I'm ready to be, you know, that intimate with my video game. Just unplug that connect then. <laughs> yeah, that's why I turn off all the – there's so many settings on there for what you want to share, mm. especially if you play and use any of the fitness things on Xbox. It's right. like, hey, you want to tell everybody how much you did, you know, how yeah. much weightlifting you did today? No. Would, would you like I, to share your pulse? I always have to double and triple check that I've turned off the microphone on my connect because I'm nervous that yeah. one day I'm just going to be like sitting there cursing up a storm and everyone in my party chat's going to be like, hey, calm down, dude. See, the, right. the microphone is as far as I can. It's like that's the best part of the new Connect stuff. That's what I use. I love being able to shout like I'm getting a snack ready and just go Xbox on. And then, oh, oh sorry, I'm sorry, everybody. <laughs> Hopefully, they were already on. If they were watching it on their Xbox, you're fine. We'll try not to sign you out of Xbox One. Yeah, as long as you don't say <laughs> Xbox. Sorry. The, uh, don't get me wrong. I love that stuff. I'm just afraid that like it's using party chat. Like, that's what I'm afraid of, like... Which it is by default. Right. Yep. So I had to go through, and I'm always having to double-check and make sure that that stuff is uh, is disabled. But they did... I don't know if it had been previously revealed, but they did talk about the names... They named the two main characters in Tales from the Borderlands, Reese and Fiona. Reese, of course, spelled traditionally, R-H-Y-S. Reese. Yeah, that's how it's spelled. The normal spelling, you Is know. there no... Is another spelling for Reese? Isn't it yeah. R-E-E-S-E? Yeah, like uh, Reese's oh. Pieces. That's how they're usually spelled, right? They're, they're delicious. <laughs> Uh, well, speaking of the gaming expo, I, I would like to note that having walked around the floor, I didn't get to really go into any booths that much. Oculus Rift was everywhere. Yeah, There was six or seven booths solely de dedicated to things that had that as part of it. It's really interesting because it, I don't think there was an Oculus Rift booth, but there are so many products using Oculus Rift. Yeah. Uh, it was might as well have been. Honestly. I know there were at least two, like immediately next to our booth, but there yep. were more. There was the, the dolphin one. The dolphin was so one. weird. There was the paper boy one. Yeah. Uh, there was the paper dude. Come on, paper dude. Sorry, there was the one that was the full body tracking. Did you see that one? No. Uh, it they put it looked honestly like a, and I wish I'd gotten the name of the company. Uh, but it looked like one of the magnetic motion cap suits, where mm -hmm. it was just a bunch of sensors on different parts of your arm. That would relay your body information into the game, uh, and they, of course, and of course, there was uh, the Virtuix Omni was there as well. Hmm. The that's the the like it's a, a framework that you stand in. That's a treadmill. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's it's sort oh, of a I treadmill. Did see it's that. a yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Sorry, I'm losing my voice. There's a frictionless kind of dish at the bottom, so when you run, you just kind of slide on it. It's not actually moving. That sounds like it would be a really cool thing to experience. And also, I will never buy one because I just go. Where am I going to store that? <laughs> like, I don't have it. Like, I don't have enough closet space for this stuff. It's gonna. It would. I would have to like find. I'll throw out my all my rock band stuff. Plus, do you ever want to be playing a video game and go, "Whew, I need to go to Azeroth," but that is well, way over there. Of course, you and Bernie kind of did that anyway, right? I mean, you played a lot of games while, while on a treadmill. Yeah, it'd be essentially that. But every time you wanted to go anywhere, anytime, you would be. Hoofing it. 
So yeah, now thinking of games like Skyrim just makes me tired. <laughs> yeah, fast travel all of a sudden become very important. It's a lot more useful. Uh, one of the other booths I saw, I don't know if you saw it. It was a company that would do uh, a 3D scan of your body. Yeah, it's like they you would go into this booth and they had set up 80 DSLRs all around it, and it would take they would all you know take a picture at once and then. It would create a 3D model that they clean up a bit and then create a 3D printout. Like they print a 3D figure of yourself. Like in whatever pose you wanted. That could be cool. It seems pretty cool. Like imagine if for the patch we had like little 3D versions of ourselves here on the desk. It's like <laughs> this week and you just like hold up yourself. I'm not entirely sure I want to be represented that to that degree of accuracy in any figurine. Do you think we can specify like oh, if you could just like slim my hips <laughs> yeah, a little you, bit? Uh, you know, bulk, you know, bulk me, it up a little like, bit. Like, just, uh, just like wear a corset and a, a, <laughs> like a giant padded bra or something. I don't know. <laughs> like you got to make your, your actual self like reshape yourself a bit. I, w- I would definitely put a girdle on my. On my <laughs> yeah, just suck that area in, and then every just take all that and put it up here. Get rid of some really cheeseburgers cool. in yeah. here, and uh, move, <laughs> move over here. Yeah. The there's, other thing. Oh, sorry. There's some level of accuracy that I just don't want. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No one really wants that much reproduction. Uh, the other thing that I saw that was really weird. I thought that it was there. Uh, Do you see the tracking point booth? Yes. They were, was, they were there last year too. Surprisingly. I mean, they, they've had some big video going around on the internet this year. That's uh, tracking point is a scope that you put on a rifle, a real rifle. Uh, and what it appears to do is you you have a first level of zoom, you mark a target, and then it uses some form of image rec- recognition to track that target. And it will give you a secondary crosshair. And it does all the calculations for windage. Well, I don't know about windage, but elevation, spin, all that kind of thing. And you just line up your original dot with your second crosshair, and you just hit what you're aiming for it takes all the thought out of i guess being a sniper but i feel like i just saw that something like that on an episode of almost human it wouldn't surprise me, out me a little yeah. bit well it exists so it's a real thing you don't even have to wait for the future you can see it now we, we live in the worst version of the future of course as, as long as we don't have that ver- what was that tom Selleck movie in the 80s with the bullets that would follow you around the corners and stuff like, <laughs> uh i always forget the name of that movie uh, that also showed up in fifth element i think they had the uh, the smart gun mm-hmm. uh just like titanfall just like Titanfall, it's coming it's all through. It's coming back together. Uh, though in the, the, I will say though the video. Runaway. That, that's the name of the. Top runaway. Song. There you go. Okay. Sorry. Ooh. The video <laughs> that they gonna, put up. You're going to be really worried about that one I was for about the to look whole patch for you. It was going to bother you. Yeah. The video they put up. It has a bunch of guys shooting like wildebeests from a helicopter with the thing. It's like, did they not have enough disadvantages already? Like they're quadrupeds with no weaponry, and we need an aerial vehicle with a special sniper scope that aims for you. Come on. Well. Yeah. Please make it a challenge. <laughs> it's 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 an interesting. I mean, I'm I'm just excited about it from like a technology <laughs> like, perspective. Man, killing people just isn't enough of a challenge anymore. Well, these are hunters. I'm not talking about killing people. I mean, but yeah. you're talking about sniping. Who snipes it? Who snipes a deer? Apparently, these guys do. Really? That's a thing. Yeah. I mean, my thought is go at it with a knife, or you're not man enough. <laughs> <laughs> what about a bow and arrow? Yeah, that's a little bit re- removed. I want like some guy with a knife in his teeth, like waiting in a bush, <laughs> you know, just Rambo style with like mud on his face. Yeah, then you really got to worry about the antlers. Then you deserve to mount it on your wall. All right, fair play. <laughs> um, one of the other big updates, of course, came out this week. I haven't had a chance to use it yet. Is the Twitch streaming update finally uh, hit the Xbox One? I'll be really curious to see if they end up hitting numbers like PS4 has. I mean, um, you know, Sony was earlier this month that Sony announced that they were that since the first of January they've been twenty percent of all Twitch streams. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's impressive. Not 20% of all viewers because the PC games like League of Legends and, and Dota and all that stuff yeah. have Twitch way... Twitch plays Pokemon. Huge. Twitch plays Pokemon have <clears throat> way bigger numbers in terms of viewership. But in terms of like overall streams going out there, I'll be curious to see if Xbox um, One is able to match them or like I, what the difference is in how their integration is done, yeah, like what I, that means for, for their uh, adoption. I don't think they're going to be able to match it for two reasons. You know, one, obviously the PS4 has more sales. More units, yeah. Two, the PS4 has that dedicated share button on the controller. It's a hell of a lot easier. You know, that's kind of, I mean, it's as it's dumb true, as it the sounds. The Xbox One is just a voice command, right? For people who plug in their Kinect. Like you, you run the risk of people not having their Kinect. That's true, or, but the Kinect is kind of cool for Twitch because it also lets you do a picture-in-picture. Picture. See, I don't like that. I, I, I wouldn't mind streaming my game. I don't want to stream my ugly face. I mean, I'm already doing this stream. I don't need to do, I don't need to do any more. Uh-huh, you so, don't need more vectors in your life for yeah. pictures of yourself. But Gus, 
We just want to see you. No, Don't you have no a portrait does. of you behind you at your desk? Yeah. I guess it's behind you. Yeah, I don't have to see it. Oh, you, you have a little you still on your desk facing you? Yeah, I do have that. All right. I should turn it around and face it the other way. So uh, just put that in front of the connect. There you hey. go. That's true. Hey. She's got it. That's it. You can, um, you can go get that 3D model printed out of you. Yes. It, it can be so accurate that people won't even know that it's not you. That's Except an excellent idea. Complete lifelessness. Hey, you never know. <laughs> Um, yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm really, really curious to see how it goes. I haven't, I haven't tried watching a stream yet, but, uh, hopefully I'll try to do that this evening now that Xbox Live is back and functioning correctly. Uh, it's not. We hope. Wait, um, well, again? well uh, not again. It's just that I, uh, so at the beginning of the patch, I checked the Xbox Live status and it still says that core services are limited signing into Xbox Live on Xbox One. Hmm. So, yeah, I wonder, um, again, it's maybe not, maybe yeah, not fully. I was able to yet. sign in this morning. But yeah. that was that this up uh, the last update though was at four oh nine PM GMT. So that was this morning. Okay. Okay. Hmm. Yeah, everything was working fine for us here at the office, but wait till um, I get home. So this this next topic I have isn't exactly directly video game related, but it's kinda indirectly. So uh-huh. I guess Valve and Cryptozoic are working together to make a portal board game. <laughs> uh, which is gonna be released later this year. Uh, they have a, they have a, they have a working title for it. This is not the final title, but like their current working title, yeah, is, or is it? Portal Uncooperative Cake Acquisition Game. Nice. <laughs> I really like board games. I actually really wanted to get the um, so there's a Bioshock Infinite board game as well, uh, and it's really? yeah, it's supposed to be really cool. You get to play um, as either the Vox Populi or the Crazy Racist Dudes. Um, <laughs> I remember their French the names. Sorry, yeah. the other ones. Um, and it's it's basically like a like a territory control game. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you're not actually playing the story or anything like that. It's just sort of tangential, using like that world and those factions. It Looks like really Risk? cool, but I think it's um, probably on a much simpler level. But um, it's only two players. So we um, Bernie and I never, never bought it because we like to play board games with the boys. Yeah. So, so apparently, I'm, I'm reading a little more about how many the, players the does Portal have. Well, I, I don't know, but apparently Valve worked on the Tell prototype us, for Gus. a year before they approached Cryptozoic about making the game. Really, that's fantastic. Yeah, so I guess in typical Valve fashion, they're working on it like crazy before uh, even showing it to anyone for the first time. So they're gonna have a beta test for their board game. <laughs> do you so call it the same, or it's available late Q4. So do you set traps for the other person? I don't. Know. I'm curious how this translates into. I'm board curious to game see form. how they distribute it via Steam. <laughs> it could be a virtual board game. Hmm. What if you know, like virtual card games, like Hearthstone? It's uh, a whole new thing. What if you got to the point where you could buy a board game on Steam and then print it out on your 3D printer? I mean, you could do that now. That would be cool, but but legal. But everything yeah. that you, but everything that you print out with 3D printers right now is limited in size, and it's all like one color, right? And it's all like you a single can material. get our multicolor ones, but yeah. Oh. Like, like the one we have currently it only has one extruder, so it can do one color. But you can get like a dual extruder one that can do two colors. Whoa. Or if you're really patient, you could do multiple colors. I guess you'd have to do it in different layers. Like you couldn't go back down. Theoretically, you can pause and change out filament as it's doing it. But yes, it's only going up. And so also, it you can't go back down. All right, yeah. just I'm just going to order something on Amazon and then have a drone drop it off to me. And not do any of that. How about that? That sounds like a better plan, yeah. That I that oh. sounds like so much work. The print would also take hours. For the board game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, like a download of a game takes hours. You just fucking start your print and go to sleep. And then when you wake up, board game. Just like a, a big big video game. <laughs> Except you can still use your internet because you're not using all your, all your bandwidth downloading. Well, I don't know. It depends on how big the STL file is. Maybe it's really detailed. You don't know. Yeah, but they're small. We'll see. <laughs> they are. We're going to get there. I guarantee you. We're going to have like... Steam, like physical edition, where it sends you stuff to print out at home on your 3D printer, which is part of your computer that also makes you waffles. So food at printer waffles, as well. Waffles, I'm down. I'm down. Apparently waffles. there was a food uh, replicator there as well at the gaming at expo. South by, really? There yeah. was? That seems yeah. like a weird place for a food replicator. Well, again, it was probably just a dessert extruder where it would just squish uh, chocolate out onto something. But that's the only – like I've only seen it used for desserts. You know and what? And thank God because I don't want to know what a – extruded hamburger would look like no but you know what if we're just talking about like extruding chocolate into unique shapes i'm down with 3d printing again Let's do this. <laughs> you're back on board <laughs> the, the, the thing is extruding does not sound like an appetizing word isn't it a great word for eating no i then you just extrude it into your mouth this, this extrusion doesn't work that i guess yeah you could extrude it. okay i, I follow i got like you know easy cheese you're extruding it into your mouth wow yeah that's exactly what it's like it is wow. there you go you just don't blew my mind cheese 
It's the worst thing you could do to your Easy cheese is okay, great. Okay, I adore Easy Cheese, <laughs> but not because it's related to cheese at all. No. Um, just it's because it's so ridiculous. When I told when I was living in Australia and I'd be like, my dad just sent me cheese in a can, people would say that's they they were shocked at the very idea, and so I made them eat it, and then they all loved it because it's not remotely real food. Did they did, on in Easy Cheese do do they spell cheese C H E E S E or do they have to spell it like C H E E Z? E Z E because it's not related to not cheese. actual right. cheese That's product. Right. No cows were harmed in the making of this spray can of cheese. It's always strange to me how that how different those regulations are country to country. Like there's a a big manufacturer of Greek yogurt in the U.S. I think it's Chobani, and they wanted to start trying to sell it in the U.K. But they couldn't label it Greek yogurt because it's not made in Greece. <laughs> so it's Greek style yogurt. False advertising. Yeah, I forget what the compromise was. Like they have to change their packaging and add like a there's, clarification. There's a really popular uh, candy overseas. It's like a I think they're called like Kinders. Oh, oh yeah, and it's Kinder chocolate, eggs. Yeah, Kinder eggs, and it's the chocolate with like a toy in it, and they're not legal in the U.S. They are now. They are now. Oh, awesome. let's go. Let's go. Yeah, they got legalized last year, last summer, I think. They yeah. finally, they it's finally just, changed that. It's weird to think that people were just so concerned that little kids would just – they'd reach the toy inside and just keep eating. Well, I mean, just like video games, it's just better if you don't monitor your children at all and just let them be raised by the wilds of the world. That's the way cavemen worked, right? Yeah. It's just survival of the fittest. Sure. You, you get a, you, In the end, you get a stronger kid out of it. It's true. Or no kid, you know, one way or the other. You don't – better, <laughs> better a strong kid than a weak kid. What's up, Sparta? Yeah. <laughs> um, so I, we had not talked about this. This was, this was something that was on my list of patch topics to talk about a long time ago, uh, that RBI Baseball is coming back. RBI really? Baseball was one of my favorite games on the NES, you know, way back in the day. And uh, it's coming back on April 10th. They're making a new version, RBI Baseball 14. That's really cool. It's coming to the 360, PS3, iOS, and Android. Oh, that's an interesting spread. Mm-hmm. Okay. But, I mean, as they said, I, from what I remember, it's going to be similar to the old game where it's just two buttons. You know, mm. it's like a simple game. It's really stripped down. Is it going to be uh, – so did you say arcade or is it actually going to be a full title? It doesn't say. It doesn't okay. specify, but I'm – like if it's two buttons, I'm going to go ahead and guess that yeah. it's – well, and also the iOS and Android is a hint that you would probably find a, the best life as a downloadable title. So you can buy it on arcade for $40 or it's a dollar on the App Store. Exactly. Mm. <laughs> It's in development by MLB Advanced Media, the baseball league's in-house interactive entertainment division that handles mobile games and broadcast tools like okay, MLB well, TV. What we really care about is if that's who made the original RBI baseball. The original one, I rem- if I remember, those used to come on like those bootleg Tengen cartridges, right? Oh, yeah. There was like the black cartridge that had like the little beveled edge. So it was like, oh, this, this fits in your NES. <laughs> it's not quite licensed. Yeah. Uh, here, let me look this up. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look up and see who the original developer was that's of a, uh, RBI Baseball. I, that's probably the best forum nowadays for a, any kind of baseball game because I don't, I don't know that a full title is really going to hold up that much. You don't hear too much about full baseball games any longer. The developer was Namco, and the publisher was Namco and Tengen. Those still okay. exist? Remember, well, we Namco had this discussion does. the other day about Namco Bandai becoming Bandai Namco. Right. So, yeah, they're still around. Mm-hmm. But like I just read, the um, MLB apparently is handling the uh, the development first party. I mean, I guess that's cool now. But like, I just feel like someone who's at like an actual baseball company, it seems like this isn't accurate enough. And we're like, well, what do you want with two buttons? No, but it is Major League Baseball that's developing it. Right. That's what I mean. It's yeah. like they're gonna. I, I feel like they would want a nice, realistic game that represents their sport with all possible. Accuracy? That's not RBI baseball. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so the, the question I have is, see, we just talked about this, about how RBI baseball came on like that black Tengen cartridge that was like not licensed. They got the fucking license for MLB. I'm looking at the cover <laughs> of the, the box here. There's the fucking Wait, MLB so logo on they, it. It says Major League Baseball. They got that license but wouldn't get the Nintendo license. Hey. You got you got to draw a line somewhere, man. Even if you're making a baseball draw game, a line. there's one of those licenses you really need, and the other one you don't. Let's be fair. Nintendo is probably a lot more picky than MLB at the time. Yeah, yeah, probably. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'm really really excited about that. I, I have a lot of fond memories of uh, playing RBI <laughs> baseball as a much younger Gus. Um, so I, I hadn't heard about this other story. It I, is download only. Okay. Okay. Um, I guess I was just so caught up with. Uh, with South by Southwest stuff, I hadn't heard that Jack Trenton is stepping down as a president of Sony you Computer. You didn't hear that? No. 
Yeah. That's huge. He's, he's been he's been there since the division started. Yeah, he was well, he was not president, but he was an executive when the first PlayStation launched and he's overseen every launch since then. He hasn't said anything about why he's stepping down. Yeah, Just he, that he he says he's looking forward to the next stage of his career and if I was him that would be you know, sipping my ties on a beach somewhere <laughs> with all of my dollars. Just because, rolling in your millions. Well, look at how the all the successful launches he's overseen. And now he's successfully launched PS4 and he's like, well, I won this one. I'm out. Well, do you think I'm going to go out on a high note. Do you think that maybe he feels like he's worked in the industry enough and he doesn't want to stick around long enough to see the launch of another console? You know, since Potentially. It's, so, it's so far away. He's like, you know, we launched this one. We're, this one's been, like you said, this one's been successful. Let's just put it to bed. You know, I'm going to let the next guy step in and begin the work and the framework that will lead to the successor. Yeah. And the um, the guy who's going to be the new president, he, I guess, he was president of um, Sony Computer Entertainment Japan. And then he went to Sony Network Entertainment International, which I don't even know what that is. Um, and he's been uh, running, he's been like running that. And now he's going to come be the SCEA president. That's going to be kind of scary, though, to hand that over to a new person. I mean, especially... Yeah, but, but look, look, look. You got PS4 for another, like, seven, eight years before you have to worry about this guy, like, really fucking it up. That's true. He's got time to learn. But, I mean, that... <laughs> all the stuff that they... Really, PS4 is a great expression of what they learned over successive console releases. So, you hope that there's enough people with that experience left behind after this guy's left. There should be. I mean, I don't think any good company rests that much you know on one person you know you got to build a good team and you rely on that team to do uh to pick up the slack and i'll do their part you know you, you can't have you can't be single-threaded and you be can successful have some person that's like a lynch pin for a particular organization i mean look at steve jobs he was kind of like the the he, nexus of apple he was i mean i think he's very famously was very famously a uh, a control freak and wanted to, to be in charge of everything. but at the same time he also got results yeah but you know? I think that's a very rare individual that you see that happen. I, I, I think you'd be hard-pressed to find another successful company that relies that heavily on one person. My opinion. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think you're absolutely right. Um, yeah. So, I mean, that, that's, that's great. I, I hope he continues to do work in the game industry. Um, but uh, good luck to them. Yeah. Or at least writes a blog somewhere so he can keep up with him. That'd be interesting if he moved on and became like a, a commentator on the industry. I, you know, I wouldn't be that surprised. Well... I, I wouldn't say it's likely, but he does have a lot of expertise to offer. He could share a lot of insights into why and how certain things are done that people who are outside of those high executive levels don't often get to see. Or he can make the big dollars doing consulting. Yeah. yeah. He's going to go become a lobbyist. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> um, so I, I guess one of the other things I want to talk about here is um, I guess there's a new studio called Zombot that's making that's – their, their, their goal is to bring AAA titles to mobile. And, I don't even know what that means. Well, like good, high-quality stuff, you know, not just a Flappy Bird clone. Incidentally, I read a stat earlier that after Flappy Bird, that a Flappy Bird clone was hitting the App Store every 24 minutes. Yeah, <laughs> there's something like 50 a day. Did you hear the um, Flappy Bird may return? Yes, I did hear that. He, he said a lot of things that we had speculated, that he was getting a lot of attention in his home country and that his family's pictures were in the newspaper and people were showing up at his parents' house. Yeah, you know. well, and yeah, he, like he was getting attacked by like, well, not attacked, but you know, surprised by paparazzi all the time. That poor guy. Like that's like for just like a normal person, just like one day waking up and there's paparazzi following you everywhere, and everyone just just like dogpiling and trying to get their share of new information out of you. Like no matter what, that's got to be really really stressful. Yeah. So, um, but that, but also the fact that. He was. He felt like people were getting too addicted to the game and hurt, like damaging themselves, you know, emotionally. But apparently now it's okay because he said he might bring it back. He said he might put. A, he, if he does, though, he wants to put warnings on it about taking breaks. Oh, that, that'll <laughs> fix it. Problem solved. I know. I every time that I'm playing 3ds um, in a Link Between Worlds, it says, you know, you've been playing for a while. Why not take a break? And I'm like, you're not the boss of me. <laughs> yeah, just like how you don't putting, tell me what to do. Putting the warning labels on cigarettes stop people from getting cancer. Absolutely. Right? I mean, yeah. this absolutely works. Um, Oh, anyway. Wow, way to liken Flappy Bird to cancer. I'm just saying, if he's worried about addiction, you know, let's, let's fucking cut to the chase. 
so the, the, the interesting thing about this Zombot studio, to roll back a second, um, is that, you know, you hear a lot of things like this where it's like, you know, we're a new development company. We're going to work to whatever buzzwords. But then you look at, like, who's actually behind this studio. Buzz, buzz, buzz. Uh, <laughs> it's a team of developers from Bungie, Rockstar Games, Insomniac, and Ubisoft, uh, including the uh, – where is it? Blah, blah, blah. Including Alex Chu, who was a concept artist on Halo Reach, Destiny, Tomb Raider, Dead Space. It's like these guys have worked on a lot of great titles. I'm really curious to see what's coming out. And I think they have they even have a trailer for a game called Project Galaxy that they're uh, putting out later this year. I don't know. That might be kind of scary to me, honestly, because uh, you've seen a lot of talent move towards the mobile field. Yeah, I think that's what scares me about it too. Is there's so much money in the mobile field that exactly. I'm I'm terrified that we're going to lose the best and brightest. Well, yeah, if you're game developers to the market because where they can just print money. Yeah, if it's easy. If it's if you're a quality developer and you can bypass a publisher, you know, and essentially, I guess you have to cut money to an app store like Apple Mm -hmm. or whoever. But you know, you take in the lion's share of the rest of that revenue. Why wouldn't you do it? But can they just maybe make indie games and release them on Steam? Well, maybe a game. (laughs) Maybe a game like this, you could see uh, cross-platform stuff. I mean, like you look at the the Telltale games. Those come out on, you know, mobile devices as well as consoles and PCs. And those are fine on all of them. You know, they might be able to reach a happy medium where they can do that. That's true. But these guys seem like they're saying, hey, we specifically want to do big mobile stuff. I wonder if they're Not really... mobile and then maybe PC. <clears throat> I wonder if they're really targeting, like, next generation of mobile hardware, though. Because, I mean, at a current level, it's you can do some interesting things with it, but it's not like what I would ever refer to as a triple A game on mobile. It's always hard to define like next generation mobile as well. Like I think mm-hmm. like the NVIDIA Tegra stuff that they announced in uh, at CES is exciting for like down the road when that starts coming out. Uh, but it, they already, these guys already have, they said this game is coming out, I think this summer. I guess what defines a triple A really? Right. Like what yeah. does that mean? Well, I know that of- um, like Epic worked on, were they in the Infinity Blade games? And those were a, a really big, uh, ambitious mobile game. Um. But as far as like AAA, others than that, I don't really know. But then again, I don't do a lot of mobile gaming. Maybe we can call Bernie in to talk about his threes addiction some more. <laughs> I'm so I hate him so much. His three score is so much higher than mine. What's yours? I don't remember. It's like I don't even want. I don't want to say it. I, I remember. I just <laughs> don't want to say it. I don't want to say it. So you, you you mentioned Flappy Bird. You you uh, you, you you jumped ahead of me. I was going to talk I'm about sorry. Flappy Bird I'm after so this. Sorry. No, you you don't know. So. Um, <laughs> You don't, you don't know. know. You did. I don't know if you saw, but there's this company making a, like I guess a Flappy Bird clone, but the controller is a little plush Flappy Bird, and so, you control the game by like so do you doing throw this the bird with in it, the air? bouncing. Yeah, it. you like bounce it like up or down, I guess. And uh, they're they're trying to get it. You know. I've just been thinking. I I love playing video games, but I wish I could look more ridiculous while I'm doing it. They have a video promoting it. It's pretty cringeworthy. Um, <laughs> So they're trying to crowdfund it. Uh, I don't even know what platform that is. Uh, I, I guess they want twenty-five thousand uh, dollars. They have twenty-nine days left, and they're twelve percent of the way there. Huh. They're probably going to make it. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But that's uh, th- a weird one to me. It's, yeah. it seems really. No, it seems more than weird. It seems dumb to me. <laughs> so I'm showing them. Yeah, uh, no. So who's going to sue somebody no, no, over no. this thing? And it's essentially just like it's an identical Flappy Bird ripoff. Uh, Flappy is a plush toy that controls the game on your phone or tablet. The game is our version of the beloved Flappy Bird by Dong Wen. To make Flappy fly in the game, you lift Flappy. You lift up Flappy. Is that like a, a, the next level of ripping someone off if you actually reference them in the thing you were Yeah, you're like, oh, with? it's our version of that. It looks exactly the same, except it has this connecting to Flappy toy screen, which obviously the other one didn't have. That's... See, what we did is we took everything that he did and we modified the color. And I don't think it's they can modify the color. It's exactly the same. No, no, no. See, that's what you got there is canary yellow. Uh, and the original bird, flappy yellow. Yeah, flappy yellow. Oh, so, I got you. Oh, it's totally a different. Fine distinction, but it's copyrights doesn't cover it. It circumvents all the copyrights. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to see. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to refresh the BAFTA award winners here. I just got an error. It's broken, and it's loading now. BAFTA um, award for fastest loading website. Uh, let's see. So the I've BAFTA got... for debut went to Gone Home. Really? Yeah, which is a great game. Uh, people should definitely check that one out. Um, Trying to see what else is here. Game Innovation went to Brothers of Tale of Two Sons. At that first, was a great game. I was put off by that one. Like, I wanted to to buy it and play it on my PC, and then it said, you know, controller requires. Like, oh, what is this shit? So I decided to play it on my 360 instead because I had my controller there. 
and I like you see Mr. like oh well that's why you need a controller the it's it, it makes sense it's a little unusual yeah yeah it's uh it's actually really difficult to control at first I had a very difficult time and I ended up solving it just by making sure I kept each of the brothers on different sides that's what I did like <laughs> I was brother was the on same left order yep. and then it was fine but I couldn't cross them or I I lost everything uh, Tearaway did pretty well also it won for artistic achievement family and mobile and handheld I've been that I makes have, me wish I had a Vita. I, I've been wanting to buy a Vita now just to play Tearaway. I saw some uh, um, uh, talks by the Media Molecule team at DICE uh, talking about the process and the game. And I was like, man, I really should play that game. It looks really fun. Maybe we could spring for an office Vita. Yeah, there you let's, go. Let's do that. Uh, Papers, Please want strategy and simulation. Bioshock Infinite won for original music. Uh, Which is interesting because most of the music in that were, was covers of other songs right well i uh so i ended up getting the the soundtrack with it and um no it's actually there's, oh, there's, a, there's a, lot a lot of yeah there's a lot of stuff it's just that you don't notice it the ones that you notice are the covers of this other stuff but that's in the end that's like three which admittedly three or four that was... maybe and although those were really cool i actually really love those it was my favorite mm. part i was, ended up being disappointed that those weren't in what i had which uh-huh. i must maybe i had the score mm. as opposed to the soundtrack i'm not sure I'm not clear on the distinction, but either way, the covers weren't in it, and I was sad because those were the one thing I really wanted. That was a really neat part of that game is that discovering, you know, because a lot of times I don't really pay that much attention to the music, but when one of those would start playing and I wouldn't be really paying attention, and then all of a sudden I'd realize that I'm listening to something that I recognize. Yeah. For me, it was when I heard that Barbershop Quartet covering uh, God Only Knows. Yeah. I was like, what the that hell was is the, this? That was the one right at the beginning, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. That was fantastic. So that the, was a really cool moment. The This thing. Hourglass, just right. Ah, that thing's no, wrong. No, 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 uh, so I'm just going to finish reading the winners here. We have Creeper left. The Fellowship Award. I, I don't know what Dark that Souls. means. That's Rockstar Games. Multiplayer. It's hard, I hear. Game design and scared. British game went to GTA Five, And then all the other ones we talked about for the last of us already. So that's it. We're at time. We'll talk about Dark Souls next week, Ashley. I'm sorry. Okay. We'll have more time to play it. By so uh, I want to remind everyone that or we have a, attempt to play it. We have a special party cast, special edition podcast, uh, tomorrow evening, Thursday. Available. Anyone can watch it at... PartyCA.ST. Uh, next Monday, we'll be back with another episode of RT Podcast. And next Wednesday with, Wednesday with another episode of The Patch. Go home, Creeper. You're Thanks, drunk. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye.